a lot of people had a lot of different things to say for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, we know Mike Tomlin talks on Tuesdays. We're going to get to him in the second segment. But I thought it were some very, very interesting tweets coming from a very recently Steeler linebacker, Vince Williams, talking about Devin Bush. And he had a lot to say about where Devin Bush is. And it addressed a lot of the things that I've addressed about Devin Bush for weeks now. But we're going to get to talk about him. And I say week because I'm joined by Wes Euler of Steel Nation Radio. You remember him on this show. You listen to his show on Steel Nation Radio. It's going to be a, it's always a fun episode when Wes and I team up. So that's what's happening today on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We thank you for making us your first listen every day. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers. Your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Always helps us out. Give us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Joining me today is our good old friend, our good old buddy, our good old pal, Wes Euler of Steeler Nation Radio. You hear him with Euler and Moats all the time. Sometimes they bring me on. Wes, it's good to have you back on the show, my man. What's up, buddy? I tell you what, you're better than Pat McAfee with these introductions lately. I love it. <laughs> That's high praise because Pat brings some energy, man. You know, he's, he's got that he's, WWE flavor for sure. He really does. But, hey, I, I like people that like to make a big sh- big entrance, a big show, because that's the whole point of this. We're, we're fun. We're not here to be, oh, the Steelers are 5-5-1, five, five and, right. and it's going to be boring to talk about. We don't do that out here. We want to have fun on these shows. Now, Wes. High energy. One of the things that we've been talking about for months has been Devin Bush. His return this year was a huge story for the Steelers. They needed him to return. He hasn't played to the level that he was before his injury. And I think everyone everyone recognizes that. And, now, and so now there's a question. I said weeks ago, I was like, I don't think this man's a bust. I think he's recovering from an injury, and he's dealing with a lot of circumstances that don't favor his situation while recovering from that injury. And some, a lot of people are like, oh, Chris, you're just defending him. Oh, is this, this, that? I'm like, oh, okay, maybe. But I'm telling you, I think that you should, you should probably give him more time to recover and figure things out. And someone that stepped in, because one of the things that I've heard a lot over the past few weeks is, man, the Steelers could really use a Vince Williams right now. But Vince Williams, of all people, came out on Tuesday and addressed the situation. He took to Twitter, and when taking to Twitter, he had several things to say about Devin Bush. Um, he, and this was a long tweet, a long tweet series of tweets that he did over like a span of like 30 minutes, I want to say. But he brought up and kind of just on his own. He says, Devin is coming off a major injury. His coach's wife died. Of course, Jerry Olsovsky, Steelers linebacker coach, his wife passed away a little bit ago. And, you know, that was rough. And he hasn't been able to be with the team during that time. Understandably so. Um, That's another factor here that I think a lot of people leave out all the time is that the guy that was working with Devin Bush and helping him get to the stage that he was in his career before his injury is not able to work with him right now. But as Vince Williams continued, he said Devin Bush is also missing two of his starting linemen. People called Bud Dupree a bust and then begged him to take a hometown discount to stay. By the way, Devin Bush is only 23 years old. 
if he plays till he's 30, that's seven years to his career. And then he also brings up other factors. He said, you know, Devin's always been around being explosive and bringing power. And it takes eight to 12 months to get back from an ACL just to get just to get back from an ACL. And he says it takes double that to get back to the high level of cutting, exploding that comes with being a type of athlete that Bush is. And then he also brought up, you know, considering there might be, you know, some psychological issues there just with not being able to trust himself. And, you know, and then also he says, yeah, his effort could be better, but you're asking him to step up and be a leader on it, you know, coming from a major injury at 23 years old while his confidence is busted up and his, and the other, the rest of the defense is busted up, you know, and he said, you know, this is obviously bigger than Devin and the media is using him as a scapegoat. It's easy to pick on an underperforming top pick. Let's not bury someone prematurely because it's convenient. And that, that's what I've said all along. I think people are, have been wanting to pick at Devin Bush West because they're like, oh, he's a, he was the number 10 pick. They traded up to get him. He's not playing well. This is, but I'm like, okay, anyone could point at that. But De- Wes, we've talked about this. This all rings out to the things that we've been saying. Like, hey, yeah, it's bad, but there's there's reasons for why this is happening. Yeah, and man, is it the, uh, the Devin Bush conversation is a loaded one, certainly. Um, and you and I, you know, I think it's appropriate that we start here because I think we've both been accused of being Devin Bush apologists in the yeah, past. We have. That's getting more and more difficult to do, but I I think there's a tightrope to walk there. You mm-hmm. you can be upset with Devin. You can want more from Devin. You can point out, hey, yeah, it's 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 fair to think that there's still some injury recover there, both physically and mentally going on, but it's also been 13 months now since that injury happened. You would like to see him starting to get some of that back. And I think the effort thing is a, is a big one too. Yeah, and, sure. and I know Vince touched on that in his tweets. I think that's a big part of this, Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, people, it doesn't matter if you're an all 22 junkie or if you're just a, a casual football fan who likes to turn on the Steelers games on Sunday. Both of those extremes and everyone in between, they can turn on the tape, they can look on Twitter, and they can see the quick little five, six, seven, eight second highlights of Devin Bush standing still, mm-hmm. of Devin Bush not going full speed. And I just think in general, that's something that drives football fans, particularly Steelers fans, crazy. The effort should never be a question, but I think particularly when you're a first-round top 10 pick yeah. who everyone had a lot of expectations for. it's it, To me, I am not ready to use that bust term yet. I, I think a lot of the Bud Dupree stuff does apply. But I also, there's six games left this year, and we do need to start seeing it come together sooner rather than later. And the one thing, because I agree with a, a lot of, 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 what, of what Vince said there. While I've said I'm walking that tightrope of, you know, how long can you continue to give him a leash versus being realistic at the same time? One angle that Vince didn't mention, Chris, and that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that I think is real with this Devin Bush stuff too. The best middle linebackers in football. I don't care if we're talking Bobby Wagner. I don't care if we're talking David and White down in Tampa and what they were able to do down the stretch last year, right? I don't care if you want to talk about Wagner from San Francisco, whoever you want to throw out there, right? Warner from San Francisco, sorry. They have good defensive linemen in front of them. Thank you. Period. All the best off-ball linebackers in the National Football League have good defensive linemen in front of them. If you talk to James Farrier for more than thirty seconds, he 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 gushes about Casey Hampton. Mm -hmm. You give if you have James Farrier on an interview and you try to give him credit for anything, Casey Hampton, Casey Hampton, Casey Casey Hampton allowed me to do what I needed to do because he was eating two offensive linemen on every single snap. I'm not saying that that's an excuse for Devin. Again, you you got to be able to perform. Every team in the National Football League deals with injuries. But this entire season, basically, aside from what, a couple series in Buffalo, 
Devin Bush has been playing behind a lack of two of his three starting defensive linemen. We yeah. all know to it. That's I'm sure you're getting messages and DMs like, what's really going on? What's with going on with to it, man? Just like, just Nobody like knows. I, just like Moats and I are every day. I promise you, if I had the the information, I wouldn't be hiding it. I'd be I'd be sharing it. I'd be breaking news to the masses. It, it's it's not an excuse, but it is another thing that plays into all this: the injury, the mental side of things, the expectations, the pressure, the ACL recovery, the dealing with the loss of your position coach, and everything that he's going through as well, too. I think no to it, and I think no alu-alu is a big part of this equation that a lot of us aren't talking about. When you're a top 10 pick on – and again, I, 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 I've I, been accused of being a Devin Bush apologist in the past. I don't want to be handling him with kid gloves here. He has played now, I believe, 31 or 32 games in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not wet behind the ears in that regard anymore. But I think another thing that, that really plays into this is the fact that there's no alu-alu, there's no to it in front of him. And he is a guy that likes to play with that athleticism, with that speed, downhill, attacking. And he just looks timid because a lot of different reasons. But one of them that's fair to point out is that a lot of times his defensive linemen are, are getting blown back right into his lap. And when you're struggling with confidence, when you're coming back from an injury, when you don't have your position coach, and all of a sudden you can't play aggressive, you can't play downhill like you like to, I think that plays into this too. I'm not, again, I don't want to handle the young man with kid gloves. It's his third year. He's played 31 games. He's 13 months out from the surgery. It's time to start putting all this together. But I think you have to have the, the full snapshot, the full equation when we do have these conversations. Absolutely. We're not done with this. I want because You brought up a very good point that I've illustrated before. And Vince tapped on a little bit. But I want to get right back to that point about the defensive lineman um, and the situation that, that, that Devin Bush is going through. But before I do that, I got to tell our friends about BetOnline. BetOnline.ag has you covered on all seasons with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on all capital letters all one word and you'll receive it that 50 welcome bonus from basketball to nhl to boxing to ufc right down to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and bet online where the game starts Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Wes Euler. As always, you can find this episode on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Remember, we thank you for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where all of our content is for free. Now, Wes, keeping it rolling on this Devin Bush talk. Now, you brought up the lineman point, and, and, and Vince brings up, he's like, hey, two of his starting linemen are, are gone, and people people often forget Tyson Oluolu wasn't just a guy out there. He took up blockers. He was a run stuffer. There was a reason that they made a concerted effort to convince him to come back this season, and yes, he's, what, 35 years old. Yes, he's been up there, but he was a huge part of the chemistry that they had on defense when this defense has been at its best. Cam Hayward can't do it alone. And Stephon Tuitt not being back is an issue. And like you said, 
you go back to you, you talk to James Ferrier, he'll tell you Casey Hampton was a huge role as wise. He was a great player for the Steelers for so many years. Um, you go back, Ray. I've said this a million times. Ray Lewis campaigned yep. for the for the Ravens yep. to go get guys after his first group. That that 2000 Ravens crew, they had Sam Adams and Tony Saragusa in the middle of that line. They kept Ray Lewis clean so that he could fly sideline to sideline, make plays, and be Ray Lewis. As soon as those guys retired and they had like you know average guys up front. They were getting blown back into Ray Lewis, and he couldn't be the man that he was. And then they eventually got Haloti Nata, and then they got other guys. And then you were like, oh, wow, look, there's the Ray Lewis we know and love. You know, that happens to every group. Jack Lambert would not have been Jack Lambert if it weren't for Jameen Joe Green, Ernie Holmes, Benny Banizek, all the guys that made up the Steel Curtain. You know, that, that's the whole thing here. And the Steelers, it's just a reality. And again, this doesn't excuse Devin Bush's situation. Um, you know, you want to see more effort, but it's all things you have to take into consideration when you're having this discussion. Because if you're not, if you're just saying, oh, he just needs to play better. Oh, oh okay, great. Thanks for your analysis, buddy. That was, that's, that's about as, that's about as you know shallow as, as it goes. Um, and is there effort issues? Yeah, but I think part yeah. of the effort issues is because he's a little, he's, he's in his head. He, he's looking at the tape and Absolutely. he's saying, I'm, I'm doing I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not bringing down the play here. I'm not bringing down the play there. And I think it says a lot for Vince Williams, a guy who worked his way from being a six-round draft pick to be a consistent starter on this defense for several years. I, I think it says a lot that he comes out and he's like, hey, y'all don't know what that's like. Y'all don't know what it's like to go through. And he brought up Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree still ain't recovered from his ACL. He's back on injured reserve. It, this this is a lot more difficult of an issue than I think that people want to give it credit for. But again, this is why it's important to apply context. And does that mean the Steelers shouldn't push him? No, it's not saying that, but it's also saying, stop trying to label him a bust before, you know, his career played out. This is his third year in the NFL. Yeah. And like you said, 31 games and all, but he's 23 years old. He missed half of last season. He's still figuring things out this season while the Steelers are dealing with injuries left and right. That's why I think that the Steelers, the Steelers can't be like, oh yeah, Devin Bush, he's just not gonna. There's, there's no chance he'll ever get back to being where he was, you know, for his first year and a half in the league. Sure, and I don't think if you're a Steelers fan, I don't think you should want them to do that at this right. point. I mean, especially now they can't with what's going on with Robert Spillane. And man, yeah. who, who thought we all would have been like, oh no, and there was some bad Robert Spillane news coming across the timeline? But that's where we are right now. The, the a lot of the Bud Dupree comparisons are valid. First round pick. You know, there were some doubters who thought maybe the where he was selected was a little too high. There were certainly a lot of people that loved the Bud Dupree pick, certainly plenty of people that loved the Devin Bush pick, but there were some detractors at the time mm -hmm. as well, too. And, you know, bust, 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 because you're a first-round player, because you're expected to come in and you're expected to produce day. You're expected to do what TJ Watt did, right? You're expected to do what Cam Hayward did. That's right. what you're expected to do as a first-round pick. Your rookie year. You, you, you get better as the season goes along. You get more involvement in the second half. Then your second year, you hit the ground running. You take off. That's what you're supposed to do as a number one pick, I think, especially in a place like Pittsburgh. But we've been very spoiled. I know lately people are liking to crush Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin for some of their drafts. But go look at the body of history. They found a lot of guys in, in, in late-round situations in the back half of the draft. And that's difficult to do. You, eventually, that's going to catch up with you. But for Devin, listen, I – I can't keep forgetting what we saw his rookie year. Over 100 tackles, a lot of splash impact plays. Mm -hmm. And and that was 20-year-old Devin Bush. Yeah. Now, I'm also thinking about that, continuing the conversation that we had earlier. He was playing in front of Stephon, Stephon Tuitt, Cam Hayward, Javon Hargrave. Or he was playing behind those three, pardon me. So you can say maybe, oh, well, he needs an elite defensive line and then he's serviceable. 
you could kind of maybe run with that argument in the opposite direction. Well, he's he's only great if he's playing behind Hayward Tewitt and Javon Hargrave. Well, I could play behind those three. <laughs> I just, Chris, I listen. I I want to be very clear. I, I'm not telling it like like you you could be disappointed, you can be upset, and we should never for any professional athlete you should never be questioning the effort. That's that's a real thing. But I think I think just to say this guy stinks, you got to cut him. I think you're being too short sighted. Um, I'm not saying that he's got to play every snap. And obviously the, the injury to Spillane makes that more difficult now because you've got to kind of go with what you got. Um, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been benched last week, all those things, but I'm also not going the other way. I'm not doing, I'm sure you saw the, the Pittsburgh Maulers announcement. Yeah. A lot of people, you look down through the mentions of those tweets. A lot of people are tagging Devin Bush and say, Hey buddy, here's your next team. Like I'm, I'm not going down that route. All right. I'm not, I'm not completely convinced that he's going to have some kind of Bud Dupree, you know, resurgence here in, in, in his in his fourth and fifth years and, and all of a sudden look like a real bona fide first round pick. But I'm also not ready to order the custom 55 jersey with bust on the back of it instead of Bush like a lot of you have been wanting to do either. He, he, yeah. It needs to start coming together and we should never question his effort. But but it's also not time to punt on him yet either. Right. And that, and that's that, that's my situation here is that you, you look at Devin Bush on the roster and he's you know, he's pl- he's not playing well, but we can also see him turning things around. I also think it's very interesting every week whenever I whenever Ben makes a really bad mistake, like those two interceptions he threw in this last game, I hear you know, tweaks about, oh, the offensive line. But, you know, and, and it's it's totally acceptable to say that about Ben Roethlisberger. But when you bring up the defensive line for Devin Bush, you're told you're making excuses for him. I, I'm listen, like, I know you're firmly entrenched in the Ben Roethlisberger civil war. Don't you pull me into this, Colonel. <laughs> He's, uh, Wes is like, I'm not choosing sides. And again, I'm not even against Ben Roethlisberger, but I'm just about when he makes a mistake, I'm yeah. not making excuses for him. No, and I don't make right. excuses we, for we, Devin we Bush do. either, but I'm like, hey, this is a reality. It's just like I just like I say, I don't think that Ben can't turn things around. I don't think that Bush can't turn things right. around. Right. I'm the same way about those, but there's there's a really staunch response when I say oh, Ben sure. made a mistake to where sure. Bush made a mistake. Especially now, because we've all seen, like, there's without a doubt, as the Steelers are right now, Ben Roethlisberger gives them the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's no doubt. I mean, that still saw, doesn't mean that Mason he, had his chance against the winless Lions. And, right, exactly. Man. That still doesn't mean, though, that Ben is immune from criticism. Right. Um, and I think we've done that. We do that with Ben. We do that with the defense. You know, oh, well, look how many yards the defense gave up. Yeah, well, the offense only scored 16 points. Whose fault is it really? Right? Like, we, we do a lot of that finger-pointing, a lot of that blaming. Chris, when you haven't won in three straight weeks, when you've given up, like, 330 million yards on the ground in the last three weeks, mm-hmm. and when your offense, let's face it, 12 quarters of football in the last three weeks, they played well for one of those quarters. One. The fourth quarter in L.A. Other than that, they've stunk up the joint. Everybody's got to take a bite of that sandwich. It's it, it, If you're sitting there and you're blaming Ben, you're blaming Devin Bush, you're blaming just the defense, you're blaming just the offensive line, you're seeking comfort. Because right now it is a collective group failure. And they better ben. figure it out soon or they're going to have their first losing season since you and I were in middle school. I gotta know where you get your Kool-Aid, man. Cause when you said you're seeking comfort, uh, that's uh that's some Tomlinisms there, baby. You you drinking the Tomlin Kool-Aid there. You know you got his Tomlinisms ingrained. Like when you when you're throwing everything on Devin Bush and you're throwing everything on Ben Roethlisberger, when you're throwing everything on Matt Canada or Keith Butler and not actually being nuanced, like that's you're just seeking comfort because it's very easy to say, this is all Matt Canada's fault. This is all Keith Butler's fault. This is all Devin Bush's fault. This is all Ben Roethlisberger's fault. 
truth is they're all taking a slice of that pie. They're right. they're all culpable. They all need to be better. They have all not been good enough. Mike Tomlin said uh, at his presser on Tuesday too. You know when he was asked about you know embarrassment, he's you know his TJ Watt brought up embarrassment. And he's like, yeah, we all feel that way. That's you know that's not that's sure? not a that's not a just a him thing. Everybody's sure? embarrassed. And, and you know by what? You should have pride in that as a Steelers fan. Like mm-hmm. this team's five, five and one right now, and a lot of us are acting like the like the franchise is coming to an end of existence. Like a lot of Detroit Lions and New York Jets and Jacksonville Jaguars and Bengals and Browns fans like think it's funny that we're reacting this way to five, five and one, mm-hmm. and and the you know the possibility that the Steelers might have to not contend for a few years and rebuild this thing. This is what it's like for for a lot of other NFL teams. You're fortunate that you haven't had to deal with this for 18, 19 years uh, because of Ben Roethlisberger, because of Mike Tomlin, because of those type of people. And don't don't go crazy on them just yet. All right, I I don't think they're gonna light the world on fire and win the division and go on a playoff run. That's what, not what I'm telling you either. But it's not time to bury these same people that have you know that have have given you a lot of memories and done right by you for so long. I now, mean, the, some of these the, other guys, eh, eh, right. Chase Claypool, eh, some of these other guys, I mean, they haven't given you much. You can, you, you can, you can, you can pile on them. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get into Chase's comments because his, uh, who those music comments have, uh, have continued to kick up a storm. Uh, but, but again, to point out, the Steelers are a half game out of being seventh, you know, in, in right back into the playoff position. It, so. It's it's wide open and you got you got a lot of chances coming up. Um, so there's certainly that. But I want to talk about, you know, we talked about, you know, you know, performing better, being better, stuff, stuff, stuffing the run, Devin Bush playing better. One thing that Mike Tomlin addressed is more padded practices this week. We're gonna so that, that that's gonna call for hitting. I want to talk about the impact of that decision, what Tomlin said, and also what he said about Chase Claypool's. Uh, playing music comments. We'll do that in just a second here. But first, got to tell you guys about Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better, like a, like, like a candy bar with Built Bar's amazing holiday flavors because they have all these different flavors now covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds being delicious and healthy. So many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing from where you have a raspberry or a mint brownie or a cherry or a double chocolate cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, peanut, uh, peanut butter brownie. That's what you love there is that they give you all the different options there and the extra fuel to bust down the, the, the mall doors, battle all the holiday shoppers, get through all the, cra- the crazy people in your way to get the gifts that you need before the holiday season ends. If you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to get you going because it's the season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties because people are going to be passionate about their favorite flavor and they'll fight for it and the things that they and things could get out of hand. If you want to cozy up to something warm, here's the holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar in a piping hot cup of cocoa. This is a trick that I suggest to all fans right now. And let it melt a little and give your favorite beverage of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go along with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand when doing that trick that I'm teaching you here. Go to builtbar.com to get and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order of Built Bar to try out all the different flavors they have. Again, that's Built dot com promo code lot 15 to get 15 percent off at built.com wrapping things up here in the locked on steelers podcast i'm chris carter here with wes euler of steeler nation radio keeping it rolling Bing here in the lock- 
Yeah, bing, bing bong. That's one of my favorite TikToks, man. Those guys are wild. Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I want to look, Chris, just quick aside, like for, I want to live a year, a summer of my life in New York City. Oh, just, oh I love I want Airbnb a place for like 90 days and just live in New York City for one summer because it would be magnificent. I, I, I love NYC. Every time I go there, it's, it's like me, me and my girlfriend's favorite place to vacation. We go there and every time we leave, we're like, dang it, we didn't do these 20 things right, it's that nuts. we wanted yeah. to do. You know, it's, when I was living in Philly for three years, my, my wife and I, we were a 90 minute train ride outside of New York City. So like oh. we would pop up on a Saturday and get just eat and go to a Broadway show like. I, I love New York City. That's like yeah. the thing I miss most about Philly is other than the cheesesteaks and the bagels is being whoa, a 90 whoa, minute whoa, whoa, train. Chill, man. This New is a York Pittsburgh City. podcast. And you think positive things about Philly. Listen, listen, you got to no, watch no, no, that. The Philly, food. the Philly food and the Philly proximity to New York City. All right. So that's kind of roundabout way of good Philly things. Yeah. Just, just, just no, no. When, when, listen, when you're saying the best thing about a place is its proximity to another place, I don't know if that's really a compliment. That's okay. Okay, I feel you. Just, just <laughs> pay, keep that down over there, even though right, it's I, all right, I do all have right. love for Philly because I went to Cheney University. But uh, let's get back to some Steelers talk here. I wanted to, I wanted to get into Mike, Mike Tomlin addressing uh, a few things. One thing he was asked, you know, you know, because uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, of course, talked Monday and said, you know, you know, he thinks that they should go with, you know, faster through their walkthroughs, more reps in practice. And people are like, okay, well, what does that exactly mean? What are they trying to do? And one thing that Mike Tomlin stressed, and this is what something, even when Joe Schobert weeks ago after the, the Lions tie, he brought up at Heinz oh, yeah. Field, you know, saying, oh, you know, I think we need to take practice more seriously. And everyone's like, oh, the Steelers don't practice seriously enough. And, you know, then people look at the same thing with Minka's comments. Their point is that they like they haven't been able to do as many padded practices. One, because guys have been hurt. Two, because you're only allowed so many padded practices in your NFL season. If you waste them all early, you're going to need them late and then you're not going to have them. But Mike right. Tomlin is putting his foot down and saying that this will change uh, coming into this week. He says um, that, you know, he said, you know, the the original quote was interesting. He said, we have to focus on the things that we value. We have a limited number of padded, padded opportunities, but given our circumstances, attire could be something that changes this week. And then later he said, when asked, does that mean more padded practices this week? And he said, yes, and left it at that. I think that's a huge part of this is that, you know, when people talk about the tackling issues with the Steelers, it's because, you know, they got a lot of younger guys on the team that are still learning to play to, to play together and they can't you know tackle as much during the season right now and especially you know they're coming off you know a couple of weeks ago, they were coming off a monday night football game and it was yeah. tough to just roll into the next game with that and you know you saw them they're trying to find ways to keep adapting to it it's it's not as easy as snapping your fingers and saying everything's going to be well there uh but one thing that i did think that was really interesting was when tomlin uh you know was asked about chase claypool's comments on playing music during <laughs> practice uh tom gave the best quote he said uh, claypool plays wide out i'm gonna let him do that I'll, I'll formulate the practice approach and i think that that division of labor labor is probably appropriate that was the the, the cleanest way tomlin could say don't ask the, uh, the chase, cleanest way say Mike could say, Yo, chase shut up dude <laughs> Yeah, I just and Cam Hayward was on the DVE morning show this morning next, in our yeah. in our building at iHeart Pittsburgh, and and he kind of chuckled too. Like he said, I hope Chase was joking when he said that. And listen, you know, Chris, aren't these always the type of things that that come up that happen in the midst of a you know I haven't won a game in three weeks in, in the midst of you know a struggle when the Steelers were eight and zero, nine and zero, ten and zero, eleven and zero last year. Was anybody talking about practice being too slow? Was anyone talking about, oh, maybe we should be playing some music to loosen things up? 
No, you know what the Steelers need to do, Chris? They need to go out and win a football game. Yeah. All right. It's it's one of the oldest adages. It's one of the oldest cliches in all of sports because it's true. What do you always hear? Winning cures everything. Mm-hmm. Forget your music. Forget your tempo of practice. Forget the this and the. Go win a football game because winning cures everything. It's 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 listen. There's there's no magic potion. There's no magic wand you wave around and say, "Hey, everything's fixed now." There's no just make this little tweak. All of a sudden, we'll be able to tackle and score more points. Sometimes it is a matter of, "Hey, on game day, you have to execute." It don't matter if you if you bring in Bill Belichick and he says, "I'm going to create these amazing X's and O's that nobody's going to know know how to really explain," and then you're going to go out there and just line up in the perfect spot and make perfect play. This isn't Hey Arnold, where trick plays win games in, in a cartoon. You know, like this is this is real life football, and a lot of times it does come down to executing on the field i thought minka had a great quote about it in his in his monday zoom too when he when asked hey uh minka how do you guys stop yourselves from being pushed around in the run game and he said not be pushed around like that is just sometimes it's just about that it's like you know what on game day you got to show up and you got to execute and the coaches can say all the right things mike tomlin said this is a you know total was a big game and he was surprised because normally when mike tomlin says hey this is the week this is the game there's a response from it the response just didn't come last week and this is just like a hey you, we we got to get this going, guys. They're, you know, we're five five and one. We're falling back in the division, and we're falling back out of the playoff race. Something has to happen. This is, and I talked about this with Josh Taylor yesterday on the show. This is where I think you see where the medal of some of these younger leaders are. We 100%. know Cam Hayward's leader. We know, you know, we know Ben Roethlisberger is who he is for the Steelers. But you got you got to see what does Minka bring. And TJ Watt being on COVID. That's going to be rough because he can't be around to help with this situation. Right. But what is Nick, but who steps screen. up in these moments and changes the tone of things? That's one thing I'm really looking for. Buddy, you're absolutely right. And you know what? Chase Claypool, Devin Bush, a lot of these guys we've been talking about today, they'd be prime candidates. I mean, and especially Chase Claypool. Listen, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to bury the guy. I don't want to sound like the get off my lawn. I'm only 30 years old. I'm not that old. All right. But it is certainly a new generation of athletes. Dude, figure it out, man. All right, because you started out as a favorite here. You were lighting the world on fire. You were scoring touchdowns every which way. And ever since then, ever since about week 10, when you took to Twitter last year, week 11, and said losing, never heard of her, it's been a, it's been a mixed bag. All yep. right? We brought you in here to come down with 50-50 balls. And they're looking more like 20-80 balls when you go yep. up to get them. Yep. All right? And we talked we, – we talk, Effort. Effort's been a huge thing. Where was the effort on Sunday in Cincinnati? Where was the passion? Where was the physicality? Where was the effort, 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 effort? Yo, Chase, you're going to wait till you're down 38 points to respond and grab somebody's face mask and, and bite back and fight back and get pissed off? Really? That, that That's when you're going to go after somebody? That's when you're going to start getting in people's faces and jawing and at least showing some emotion? Is when you're down 38 points? Where was that in the second quarter when, the, when it was still a game? It's you're right. We know what to expect from Cam Hayward. Other than that, I don't know who what to expect uh, what to expect from who, Chris. Honestly, particularly on the defensive side of the football. I know yeah, what I'm getting from, I know what I'm getting from Cam Hayward every mm-hmm. Sunday. What am I getting from the rest of you? Show me yep. against Baltimore with with your backs against the wall. And backs are against the wall here. This is a huge division game. 
Um, and uh, to, to address specifically, because I want to get Cam Hayward's quotes, because I think the quotes of Cam Hayward talking about Chase Claypool's music comment are great. Um, he says, quote, I hope he was kidding, because as soon as he said it, I was literally about to rip the speaker out. That is not what we need right now. It's X's and O's and it's execution. And then yep. asked if you know he thought Claypool could have been kidding. He said, well, then he's going to be in sh- be in shock because there's not going to be anything played during practice. And uh, it's just it's just kind of the situation. Cam's just he's tired of it. He's not he's not here for that. And that's who Cam is. I'm, but again, I think we're all tired of it. I think we are, we're, we're, he's, been the lo- he's in the locker room with these mm-hmm. Notre Dame and Michigan guys who ain't doing squat. And exactly. he's like looking around. Like, what are we doing here? Exactly, <laughs> but that's that's the part of it. Is like, listen, guys, you know that there's a, there's a higher expectation here, and you got to step up. And this is, and like you said, it's not. You're you're absolutely right. It's not just the established leaders and the guys that should be looked to for leadership for their level of play, like TJ, like Minka. Um, and, and it's you know it's crazy to say, you know, Joe Hayden would be on that list yeah, if he was yeah, if he was absolutely. back from injury. Mike Tomlin said he should be back from injury this this week. You know, but it's not just those guys. You need. The guys like Devin Bush, like Chase Claypool, even like Najee Harris to be like, hey, you know what? We're going to hold the line. You, you know, we may not be the vocal leaders, but we're going to lead by example. And Claypool has to turn that around. He is not yeah. led by example. I, I, I talked about this, uh, you know, after the game and and, and, the, and two days after the game. Um, but, you know, his his display in the fourth quarter when he threw that guy down by his face mask, just like that kind of stuff is unacceptable. And then, you, you know, the, the, the antics that has to be cut off and the Steelers yeah. need people to address that to stop it from bleeding over into more poor yeah. results. But like you said, back against backs against the wall, we're going to see the medal of some of these young leaders. One more for you. And, and, and I, and another young guy, another fan favorite. I, I love him. Zach Banner. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I've been fortunate enough that I, you know, through working in iHeart flagship of the Steelers, I've done some shows with Zach in the past, you know, at, at Pittsburgh auto shows and stuff like that. Great dude. Nice as could be. He gets along with my wife. Like my wife, Morgan, if she came in here, she calls him my friend, Zach. She's from Philly. She's an Eagles fan. And she calls him my friend, Zach. All right. So like, like, I'm not kidding. That's like, we've done TV shows or or radio shows together. We've had interaction. He's a great dude. I, I like him a lot and I'm rooting for him, but he, he is what seems like a great leader on the surface. Everything he says, all of his actions, what he says on Twitter, what he says when he goes and does interviews around the city. Let's see it. Let's, let's see it against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, in a in a game that in a lot of ways feels like a must win, particularly in the scope of, I mean, you got swept by the Bengals. Yeah, you're one and zero against the Browns, but you don't want to fall to one and three in division play. You certainly don't want to fall to to five and six and one with the rest of the schedule remaining. There's yeah. talent on this roster. There, there is. While we all think this roster isn't probably one of the best five in the NFL, we're not saying that it's you know like it was maybe during some times in the Killer B era, but. There is enough talent on this roster. There's enough pride on this roster. Go show it to us on Sunday, man. And there's a lot of candidates out there. Somebody grab the bull by the horns and, and take charge here. Yeah, that's the bottom line is who's going to be that guy. And and the crazy thing is, over the years, I've seen this. it be, it be times like these where that defined uh, you know how a person would be a leader. You know, years ago, 2015, the Steelers are playing the the Bengals in Cincinnati. That this is back when Andy Dalton and AJ Green and Vontez Perfect, and they were the best team in the division, and all this other stuff. And someone asked Cam Hayward, and this is you know fourth year Cam Hayward, not the the Cam Hayward we know now, but someone asked Cam Hayward, you know, is this going to be the week that they claim? As soon as they start, he said, not this week, not today, not right, while we're here. And, and 
And, and that was, to me, and that was a season that many people thought was lost because Le'Veon Bell was hurt, and this was happening, and that was happening. And the Steelers salvaged that season and, all, and almost beat the, 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 the eventual Super Bowl champions in a playoff game that year. So it's like, that's where... It's those moments, you know, Ryan Shazier had those moments. Troy Polamalu had those moments where it was, you know, things could have gone a lot worse in those seasons, but somebody stepped up in in, 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 in those situations. And and here, here's the other part of this. You know, if people want to tie in, you know, what motivates guys, this is how you earn your contracts in the NFL. Prove to, to your money. organization. December is the money month. Exactly. Prove to your organization that you can be not just a not just a good player, but a, an example setter, a tone setter yeah. for the rest of the organization. Because then coaches say, you know what? When you're fit, that that fifth year rolls around, we need to keep that guy because it, it, it was in the darkest of times, he was the one that kept it kept it, you know, the, the the floodgates from opening up. So that's what you want to see this week. We will see who steps up in those moments for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're absolutely right. One more example for you: 2016. Zeke Elliott, Sunday night football, rookie mm. Zeke, busted through the center of the line, took it to yep. the house, Cowboys win, the Steelers are four and five. Yep. Felt like the season was over. Yep. That's the last time the Steelers won playoff games. They went to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. They went from four and five to the AFC. They won two road playoff games in Cincinnati and in Kansas City. They won at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City without scoring a touchdown. And they won that football game. All right? Now, I don't think this team has that in them. I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. I don't think they're as talented yeah. as, as that group was. But but the Steelers went have gone from like you said they've had a lot of seasons where they were zero and four where it felt like everything mm-hmm. was lost and they and they were able to finish eight and four like 2016 when they were four and five and it felt like everything was lost and next thing we knew they were in the AFC Championship game again I don't think that's a realistic path this year yeah but you got six games left go win four of them finish nine six and one right no nine seven and one yeah that thing. And, and and make us feel better, at least that it wasn't a wasted season. And, hey, you, you, you go four and two in these next six games, maybe you will be in the playoffs. But but it, it starts Sunday against Baltimore. If they don't get it moving in the right direction, it's it's over. Division not, foe, your most hated rival at home. If not now, I, I don't think it's happening this year. Yeah, they, they have to they at least have to start showing the signs of some sort of turnaround in this game. We will see if that happens. Uh, thank you, Wes, for joining the show. Um, as always, it's a pleasure having you here. We will have uh, Kevin Ostreicher of the Locked On Ravens podcast for our crossover Thursday tomorrow. So stay tuned for that on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Wes, let people that can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, always posting everything there. Um, I host a daily Steelers show at noon on SNR with Arthur Motes called the Steelers Blitz. I know a lot of you locked on listeners are familiar already because we had a little debate in the group the other day. All right. I, I love it. Uh, that's where you find us. We're live at noon on iHeart uh, on SNR on your app or on your phone. You can also get it in podcast form Steelers Blitz wherever you get your podcast. I'll say this, Chris. We're not for everybody. All right. Euler and Motes are not for everybody. We're we're like the Grateful Dead. We're like Pink Floyd. We're like. What do you Pearl mean you're Man. not for everybody? All right, we're not for everybody, but the people who love us really love us. If you want vanilla, bland X's and O's football talk, we're not for you. But if you're looking for some fun, if you're looking for some some goofiness, and of course the the expertise of Arthur Motes, uh, that's where you can find us. And I do appreciate everyone who's tuned in and everything, even those of you who don't like us. Like I said, I expect that because we're not for everybody. We're not the we're not the Isley Brothers. We're not the Beatles. All right. We're Pink Floyd. We're Pearl Jam. <laughs> We're not for everybody, but those who love us, they really love us. Listen, man, if y'all hate no uh, uh, on Western Moats, man, y'all can y'all can kick rocks. They 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 my they my man hundred grand. I, I love it. And when we all come together, we do form the Migos. 
Uh, so uh, getting left off bad and bougie. <laughs> Lately, it's been most man because the last time I was on with it, with, with y'all, he wasn't there. So that's a yeah. Which, by the way, he might be taking a day off later this week. I'll text oh. you and see what you got going on. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll be happy to hop on. <laughs> Anyways, Wes, thanks so much for joining us, man. I, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can get us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and of course YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. That stuff really helps us out. Also, leave us a five star review on with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, and you get a shout out at the end of the show, like this person, F and Dave. Uh, thank you for keeping it kosher with that with with your name, Dave. Uh, but he gives us a five star. He says, "Love from the West." Great show. I'm out west in Cali and don't get good news on my Steelers. This, this fills that gap. Thanks for keeping it real in the in the team as well. Keep it up. Thank you, Dave, for your five-star review. If you want your shout-out, leave us leave us that on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out. Thanks again, Wes, for joining us. We'll be back in your ears and on your screens tomorrow.